It's time to talk about investing with exchange-traded funds. This is the ETF of the week, where we get to hear the latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer, Tom Lydon. Tom, welcome back. Always great to chat with you. Great to be back, Chuck. Thanks. Your ETF of the week is... The ProShares S&P 500 X Sector ETF Suite. So it's the ProShares S&P 500 X Sector ETF Suite. So that's SPXE, which is the X Energy. So the S&P 500 excluding energy. The SPXN, which is excluding financials. The SPXV, which is excluding healthcare. And the SPXT, which is excluding technology. So you're looking at the entire suite as the ETFs of the week, but is this a play on any individual one? Is it all for you picking and choosing? How does it work this week? I'm bringing it to the surface, Chuck, because it's a unique strategy. I I mean, we have talked about sector ETFs for an extended period of time. Most major market indicators are composed of different sectors. Sometimes sectors have a high correlation and perform equally well over an extended period of time. Sometimes they don't. Most recently, we saw last year that energy got really crushed when other areas of the market like technology rebounded very well and were great performers. I think the idea behind this, Chuck, is this. First and foremost, we have a very high allocation to technology and communications in the S&P 500. We also know, and you and I talk about this all the time, the average investor out there that owns stocks has a high correlation to the S&P 500. So from a de facto standpoint, they own a lot of technology. If that individual maybe also works for a technology company like an Apple or a Microsoft or something like that and owns company stock or options or You could find when you look at from a sector weighting standpoint, their overall net worth is highly correlated to a specific sector. What this suite allows an investor to do is cherry pick and actually remove a sector from your portfolio when you may be overweight from a personal balance sheet standpoint or actually have a certain feel that one of these sectors may not do well, but you want to be fully invested in the stock market. Does that make sense? It does. It's kind of interesting. You know, if you think about what you're taking out of the S&P 500, well, technology is a huge part of the S&P 500. So the SPXT, the ProShares S&P 500 X technology ETF is presumably going to have the most different performance relative to the index of of this entire suite, right? That's going to give you the biggest difference in how it performs relative to the index, correct? Yeah, and that's a great example. Technology has just been on a tear. And and we're not saying that uh, you shouldn't be invested in technology, but we also know that value has drastically underperformed. Technology, which tends to be more growthy than value-y, tends to not do well during times of rising interest rates. We've got hints of inflation out there. And for the point that there are a lot of people that own a lot of individual technology-weighted stocks, it may make sense to 
just reduce risk and diversify a little bit, especially if you feel that there's a chance in the coming years that value may come into favor. So it's just another tool, Chuck. It's not that I'm picking any one of these as a strategy to put into your portfolio today. It's just another example of how the ETF evolution really continues to give some very thoughtful options to investors. And this is one that we really haven't talked about before. This to me seems like a great way to go for somebody who's trend following. If you've got the S&P 500 above its 200-day moving average, I don't know that you need the X sector suite of ETFs. The flip side would be you could have periods in time where the broad S&P 500 is below its 200-day moving average, and some of these are above it. So is this a trend play and basically a way to keep the S&P 500 in some form and what's moving in the S&P in your portfolio as much as possible? I think this is an example, Chuck, of, of not one specific ETF, how it fits in the portfolio. Do you use it for trend following? I would say just by the nature of the offering, it's going to be more of a tactical or a timely investment based on what's going on in the economy in the markets, and the fundamentals that are in, in front of you. Look, these sectors all together over an extended period of time do very, very well. However, you can also make a case for how some of them during certain economic times don't do well, especially if they're a heavy weighting in your overall balance sheet or your portfolio. There are reasons why you may not want to own them, but also stay fully invested. Ultimately, this is about control. How much control does an investor want over their portfolio? So if somebody says, hey, I'm perfectly content with my broad S&P 500 exposure, and I don't want to dig in any deeper, these wouldn't be for you. This is for the person who says, I want that extra measure. We want to make that clear. It's not, I want to get rid of the S&P 500. It's, do you want to cherry pick it, right? Exactly. And you know, pick another strategy, ex-financials. I wouldn't want to own X financials right now because financials banks tend to do really well during rising interest rates because they can make more money on the money that they lend out. Financials have been challenged recently. They haven't done as well as other sectors coming out of the financial crisis. So that's an example of probably one you would not want to own. It's all about choice. It's all about trying to maintain your own risk tolerance levels. And if you happen to have a huge weighting in your portfolio in a sector that you'd like to underweight but stay fully invested, here's a great option. It's the ProShares S&P 500 X sector ETFs, the whole suite of them. The SPXE, the ProShares S&P 500 X energy ETF, the SPXN, the ProShares S&P 500 X financials ETF, the SPXV, the X Healthcare ETF, and the SPXT, the ProShares X Technology ETF. They are the ETFs of the week from Tom Lydon. Tom, great stuff. Look forward to doing it again next week. Thanks, Chuck. I promise I'll come in with fewer recommendations. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. That's me, and you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast on your favorite podcast app or at moneylifeshow.com. 
To learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, go to ETFtrends.com and follow them on Twitter at ETFtrends. Tom Lydon, their chief executive officer, and my guest, he's on Twitter too. He's at Tom Lydon. The ETF for the week is available for you every Thursday. Follow along on your favorite podcast app, and if you've got time, we'd love it if you'd leave a review for us. They really do help. Until next week, happy investing, everybody. <music>